my fears, or my anxieties. My lamp has run out of oil. Besides, I'm tired of disappointing you. I am not Adam, Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Elijah, Jesus. Who am I? Who are you to me? Are you even listening? Are you here now? I admit, I need you like a child needs a mother's womb. But why do my eyes always come to the edges of the cliff, doubting, wondering, do you even care? Does anyone care? I feel lifeless, spiritually abandoned, mentally tired. Do you even know me? Have you seen my struggles? Where were you when mom and dad got divorced? Where were you in high school when my friends turned into enemies in the snap of a finger? Where were you in college with that letter at my fingertips and that gun resting on the table? Where were you in the woods that night with a gang of boots met my face over and over until I went black? Where were you? Were you there when they ripped my clothes and left me mangled in my sorrows? Did you watch with popcorn in your lap? I know I was drunk, but I didn't know blacked out meant never coming back the same. I crawled out of that bush, only to, find a new fr only to find a few friends looking for me, not able to see through my beaten, swollen eyes. What about in jail when I was left feeling violated, treated as a caged rodent? You gave me my son, but you took my sister's four-month-old the week before. Do you even know how hard it is to be happy when death snags someone so close? I followed your path to L.A., you gave me blessings and you took them back. I feel like a puzzle with missing pieces, incomplete with holes. Child, child, child. I hear your wonders, every single thought. Those images online are not where I am. I am not a quote for inspiration. I am the living word. I am with you and I will be with you an immovable object. You cannot go around me, but only through me. I allow you to be withdrawn and hope you spend time with me. Remember, you can't flee from my presence. You can't say you don't feel judged alone, but I am the judge. I am everywhere. I am. I am here. Man cannot judge what I put on a hill for all to see. Use my lamp. The oil is forever overflowing, a light outlasting every star in the cosmos. Do not worry about disappointing me. I'm never surprised. I made you weak. Find strength in me and only me. Men and women, grace catches all who reach. I do not make mistakes. That is your department. I am in the business of miracles. Drink from my well and thirst no more. Seeing is not believing, receiving is believing. You are correct. You are no Adam. He was the first man. But remember, Adam wasn't a saint. He brought sin into this world. But I will clothe you as just as I clothed him. Give me your shame. You are not Abraham, the father of my people. Do you forget his name was first Abram? He struggled to have faith. I gave him a new identity. I give you a new identity in Christ, my son, who I am well pleased. 
you say you are no Joseph, the savior of his family. Don't you remember Joseph lacked humility? But you are a dreamer like Joseph. Don't let your past destroy your dreams. I know about your time in jail, but I was with you in that cell as I was with him. You are correct. You are no Moses, the deliverer from the river. Don't be fooled by that Moses was scared to lead. Downright passive at times. Like Moses, I will equip you to carry out my call. You are no David. David, my warrior, a man after my own heart, and yet a murderer. Do you really want to be like David? You are no Jesus. And that's okay. I don't want you to be Jesus. I want you to abide in him, follow him, be his disciple, and make disciples. When you are standing on the ledge, I want you to leap by faith. I am faithful. You don't need to have the faith of Jesus. I want you to have faith in Jesus. Just a tiny bit can move mountains. Faith is power. Trust in me and I will make you new. I know you, child. I know every hair on your head. I knew it before you were even in your mother's womb. Don't believe the lies of the evil one. I love you. I love you more than the birds in the sky. Find rest in me and soar higher and further than you could ever imagine. You are not spiritually abandoned. Be strengthened through my spirit. You are adopted into my family, Gentiles and Jews alike. I chose you. Your parents' divorce has nothing to do with you. Your marriage will not inherit their sins. Pray against those fears. Let me teach you. I will never fail you. Learn through the eyes of a child with your childlike faith. This is my will so you can enter my kingdom. Your friends left you in high school because I made it so. They were fruitless branches from what I had in store for you. So I cut them off. I read every word you wrote next to that shotgun. Oh, I wept. Not in sadness over your actions, but in sharing your pain. I wept with you. Give me your struggles. Give it all to me. I am able to make them. I am able to take them all because I want to. That night in the woods was necessary. Your drunkenness had to come to an end. You crawled out of the wilderness because I am the burning bush that speaks only truth. Who do you think set your friends to? You could only see me. Remember what I did to Paul? I gave you vision with a purpose. Discern and see my will. You are a favorite instrument of mine. Don't you know this? The death of your sister's child broke my heart too. You ask, do I know how hard it is to be happy when death snags someone close? The answer is yes. I sent my only son to die for all mankind. It was a glorious sad day. The veil was torn so I could make all who received Jesus the new temple for where I dwell. Yes, I am here now. With the hole still in my hands and feet, a reminder of the ultimate sacrifice, the deepest love from laying down my life for you. I took you to L.A., so that we could grow closer. And I brought you back to grow closer with others. You long to be known. I know you. You long for friendships. They are here. Allow yourself to be known. Share your weaknesses so you can be strong in me. If I am for you, 
What of this world could be against you? Like a puzzle, you cannot be complete with missing pieces. I purposely left you with missing pieces so you could fill those holes with pieces of Jesus. Keep giving me pieces of you, and I will keep giving you pieces of myself. One day, your puzzle will be complete, and you won't recognize your old self because you'll look like my image as I intended, as I did in the days I walked with Adam and Eve. Others will know you are my child by your love, love on others, neighbors, and enemies, and discover a heavenly love, bountiful in spirit. You are not misunderstood. I created you to understand the misunderstood. My favor is upon you. Be anointed because I choose you. I am God, your Father, the Son, your Savior, and the Holy Spirit, your power, three in one, the holiest of holies. I know who you are. You are my child, a child of God. Let others know this way too. I will be with you always, forever and ever, as I am here now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sean. Sean said he wrote that last night while high on Sudafed. He hasn't been feeling very good. Uh, I, we have kind of welcomed you, but I do want to welcome you uh, to the belonging. I welcome you to our, our church. I am uh, Josh, Pastor Josh, and uh, I get the benefit um, or the blessing of getting to pastor the people who meet in this place each week. And so I, I do want to welcome you here. Uh, I want to welcome you specifically to the belonging. Uh, I, I just want to kind of vision a little bit with you guys because when we began to kind of think about what we wanted to do uh, with the belonging, one of the things that we wanted to do is get young people together uh, to fellowship. Uh, we recognize that it can be hard to, to find people to fellowship with, and there's also a transition period in many of our lives after you graduate high school and go to college or come back to many of the churches, um, uh, medium size, whatever, uh, it, it's hard to connect in the church and it's hard to connect with people your age. In our movement, uh, many of the people that we fellowship from, they're from kind of smaller churches or medium sized churches. And so we wanted to encourage people coming together, younger people coming together, knowing um, that there is a place that they can belong and uh, that there are people that they can meet and people that they can fellowship uh, together with um, in, the, in the area, in Northeast Ohio. So we're really glad that, that you're here. You belong here. Uh, and you belong in your individual churches where you're at. And we want to encourage you uh, to start young adult ministries and uh, to kind of dig in and build relationships where you're at. Um, and then also with the people that were here uh, are, are, and are here tonight. And so the first night, if you were here in May, what we did is we kind of uh, looked at fellowship and what it means to, to fellowship. And tonight, we, the theme is, and what we're looking at is this idea of being known, being known by God and being known by others. And so I'm just going to get to it here. I'm going to jump into the Word, and uh, I was told I had like 10 or 15 minutes here. Uh, so I'm going to move. If you have your Bibles, um, you can turn to Genesis 3. I'm going to read verse 8, and then I'm going to end at the end of verse 10. 
And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves in the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. God knows everything. He knows every thought you have ever had. He knows every word you have ever said. He knows every deed you have ever done. There is nothing that you have done, said, or ever thought that God does not know about. God knows you at your best, and he knows you at your worst. Like Adam and like Eve, we are completely exposed before God. We are naked before God. Now, this used to haunt me on a daily basis. I would lie awake at night reviewing everything I did and auditing the day, wondering if I lived up to God's standards. I had been told that God loved me, but it was also clear that God was a righteous judge. I knew there was wrong, and I knew there was right, and I knew that God wanted me to be right. God, as righteous judge, is actually what stuck with me most deeply. You see, I have really high expectations for myself, and I couldn't imagine that God's expectations would be lower than my own. So I greatly feared God, and I struggled to understand how God could love somebody like me who messes up on a daily basis. So I was tortured nightly while I I thought about God's requirements and my inability to keep them. God was a perfect father, and I an imperfect son. I wondered if I were the only one who felt this way. When I discovered her, I wasn't alone. I learned about a German monk who felt more unworthy of God more intensely than I ever dreamed of. His name was Martin Luther. Martin Luther knew there was nowhere he could go to escape God's knowledge of his heart and deeds. Luther would go to his priests daily and confess his sins, and he would spend hours in the confessional booth. Eventually, the priest in the confessional booth became so tired of listening to Luther and reassuring this young monk that he could be forgiven, he stopped Luther and he said to him, he said, Luther, just love God. Luther responded, love him? I hate him. How could Luther love God? God was going to hold him accountable for everything that he has ever done and everything that he has neglected to confess. Luther's only image of God was the image that had been painted on the Sistine Chapel. It's the image, you know it, it's of God, our righteous judge, separating the sheep from the goats. Luther desperately wanted not to be a goat, but he found himself thinking like a goat and behaving like goats do from time to time. How could he love God, who he believed would tell him he did not belong in his presence? Now, if you know anything about Martin Luther, you know he didn't go on hating God. He grew to love him and his word as much as anyone in the history of the church. So what changed his life? Luther discovered grace. He discovered that his faith in Christ was more important than his own faithfulness. He discovered this as he read Romans 1.17. 
It says the, righteous of, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. He discovered that those who would be counted righteous in God's eyes are those who place their trust in Jesus. So what did that mean? It meant that Luther was required not to depend on his work or his behavior to be accepted by God, but rather that God loved and accepted him through Jesus Christ. Luther discovered that God reveals his righteousness not because he is a righteous judge, but because he forgives sinners. He discovered that the Christian life is all grace, nothing but grace. Luther belonged to God because of what he, not because of he, what he was able to do for God, but because of what God was able to do for him. He forgave him forever. God still knew Luther's every deed and every thought, but Luther was covered by the blood of Jesus. Every sin, past and present, was covered by God's grace. For the first time, Luther understood that in Jesus Christ, he was fully known, and he was still fully loved. Same is true for you. In Jesus Christ, you are fully known, and you are fully loved. You are fully known, and you are fully loved by God. You belong to God, not because of what you have done, but because of what God has done for you through Christ. That is gospel. The mystery of the gospel is not only do you belong to church. To belong to Christ is to belong to God's church. God's church consists of people who are fully known and fully loved by God. This reality, then, should be translated into our relationship with others. We should seek to really know others and really love them. This is for God's sake and our own. Not only do we long to be known and loved by God, but we long to be known and loved by others. Grace isn't just something God extends to us. It is something that God requires us to extend to others for his glory and our good. To be known and to know others, though, takes extraordinary grace. Grace must guide each and every relationship that we have. Grace is learning to love others, not for what they can give you, but for who they are. Grace is doing what others can't do for themselves. Grace serves without expecting anything in return. Grace offers forgiveness even if somebody doesn't ask for it. Grace requires sacrificing your, your preferences to be with the, God, the people that God has called you to love. If you desire to be known and to know others, you have to be a grace-filled person. There is no other way. Without giving grace to others, no one will want to be known by you. If you are a graceless person, you aren't a friend, you're dangerous. No one likes walking on eggshells. People will hide from you if you lack grace. Without believing that others will extend you grace, you will be the one that hides. You will remain distant and unable to connect with others. You will long to be known, but will remain unknown. So how do we practice grace? You have to become vulnerable. You cannot hide. You have to open up. And you can do it because Christ has done it. 
on the cross, God became vulnerable. We know God most fully in Christ because he became vulnerable. He was stripped naked for everyone to see. He did not run and he did not hide from the cross, and neither should we. We are people who should be able to admit we need grace and we should receive it from others. Our sin and our Savior was raised high and put on display for this reason. The cross is how we know we are fully known and we are fully loved by God. It's how we know that we belong to God and we belong to each other. So to live out the implications of this belonging, we must imitate Christ and offer grace and become vulnerable ourselves. And that's my challenge to you this evening. It's really simple. To become the type of person who exhibits such grace that people feel safe being vulnerable around you. And for you to have enough faith to put yourself out there to be vulnerable in front of other people so they have an opportunity to offer you grace. That is what it takes to be known the way God intends for us to be known. Here's what we're going to do. You, you pray for me, and then I'm going to give us some more instructions. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that we belong to you and that we know we are fully known by you and we are fully loved by you. Let us know and love others like you do. Let us be known and love like this. Father, we pray that tonight is a night that we make a decision to be okay with being known by you and by others so that we might experience your grace more so that we might give it. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So one of the things that we hope to do uh, is we actually hope to kind of practice some of these things that uh, we are encouraging. And so there's some questions here on uh, the screen in a minute. There we go. Uh, and what we're going to do is just break up into kind of small groups here and give you about five or so minutes, a few minutes here, and just discuss these questions. Um, if you can read them, they're kind of small. Uh, so the first question is, when did you first discover that you were completely known by God and completely loved by God? Does God's grace surprise you in this? Uh, second question is, do you have relationships in or outside the church where you feel that you can be both known and loved? Number three, have you ever opened up to someone and been vulnerable and it backfired on you? Probably. Um, has someone ever opened up to you and you not given them grace? Oh. Um, do you struggle to give others grace when they tell you about their sin, shortcoming, or mishaps? Uh, number six, uh, what steps can you take to get to know others better and allow them to get to know you? And so find about four people. Four people good? Find about four or five people and um, discuss these questions for a few minutes, please.